This episode is sponsored by the Farm Drinkery. Best dive bar in the corner of a strip center on Champion Forest Drive in the Weta in Spring, Texas. 22 local beers on tap and world-famous wings. Come for the great atmosphere, stay for the free high five. Use the code BEERNERD20 to get 20% off your bill. I want to know what you're thinking. There are some things you can't hide. I want to know what you're feeling. Tell me what's on your mind. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Front Row Negative, the podcast. Um, we're back again uh, after a, another hiatus. You know, I keep, I keep making these promises that I'll say, we're coming back soon. We're back after a long hiatus, and then we take another hiatus. And it's, <laughs> I'm just going to stop saying that. Okay, this is an episode. We're recording. Here it is. So I'm your host, Aaron. I'm joined by uh, Daddy Foreman. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we call me Daddy Foreman because those of you who are still sticking around know that I have a daughter who's going to be here in November. I'm very excited. So, yeah, it's so, it's that whole thing encompassing my life. Isn't that pre daddy? Well, I mean, you know, it depends on what side of the political coin you fall on, whatever, right? Like, no, lay away, I'm a daddy. Now, you know, lay away. Layaway, yeah, exactly. Um, I've, I've got her on layaway <laughs> till Christmas, so um, no, I mean, I definitely consider myself a dad now, but uh, yeah, very excited, very excited. Well, from what I've been told, you're not really dead until you perfect until you perfect that disappointed daddy look. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm 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 somewhat optimistic, so I like to think I won't have to use that look too much, but I'm pretty sure you're laughing on the inside telling me I'm, I'm probably going to have to use it all the time. It will become a daily thing. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying I, I love my kids, but that look becomes a daily thing. They give you no choice. It's, it's the, they, don't, they don't give me a choice. It has to be used, and you know, when, they, when it's used, they don't like it. <laughs> and then they and then they wonder why, and then they try to paint themselves as a victim, and it becomes a whole thing. And yeah, parenthood is great. So we were supposed to do this episode a while back. Oh, um, life gets in the way. <laughs> yeah. it, it certainly got in the way because we were going to cover uh, the Houston Horror Film Fest that we both attended. That uh, our friends yes. uh, Scott Fontenay is a co-founder of. Uh, we saw Joe Denton there. He, he was part of the the st- like volunteering staff, I guess. He I guess friends so, yeah. to the owner. Um, Joe, I'm I'm kind of vague on what how you're a part of it, but you say you're a part of it, so I'll just say okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. And then we also had we had Joe Scott. Do we have a lot, of, a lot of familiar faces, man? Uh, yeah, a lot of familiar faces there, but. We, but, okay, so we attended the Sunday, the last day of that convention. Mm-hmm. Um, I hit up a group, or I found a deal, online deal. It was like a two for, I think it was like 60 bucks deal for uh, two passes for that day. Yeah, which, something like that. Yeah, which was still much cheaper than Comic Palooza, period. <laughs> so <clears throat> I found that deal. We got up there essentially as it was opening, because we had to wait into, into that line to get into the 
the vendor room. But, oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is our first, this is our both uh, a first time attending for, or attend, uh, let me try this again. This was a first time <laughs> attendance for both of us for this show. It's been in yes. the Houston area. If this is, I think, think their third show, third or fourth show, I can't remember. But uh, this is our first time attending. I know we wanted to attend whenever uh, uh, Infinity War came out because we saw the uh, the billboard for it or the marquee for it at uh, uh, the marquee where Dave Buster's is at. That's right. That's right. And it had our interest. And unfortunately, things happened and we weren't able to attend. But we finally did after talking to people who were going to be there. And uh, well, let's start off. What do you think of it? You know, I really, I really enjoyed it, man. Um, as an artist who does a lot of conventions, it, it it definitely felt like home. You know what I mean? It had yeah all the things you would expect from a show, and you know, artists and so many talented artists, and and, and so many talented um, you know people from the film industry who have done horror films and and stuff like that. You know, and did some stargazing. It, it was it was it was fun, man. It was yeah, cool. I mean, it was. And it wasn't too overwhelming. I don't feel like it was too big for its own britches. You know, a lot of times these shows get so large that you can't see everything, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, their their headliners, their top headliners were, uh, you had uh, C.J. Graham, who was Jason for, and Friday the 13th Part 7. I think yeah, that's right. 7. 6 and 7, I believe. Um, is it 6 and 7? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, CJ Graham, one of the Houston Voorheeses, Danielle Harris, Taylor Compton Scout, and well, you know, both of those women are from well, Danielle is from Halloween four and five, Rob Zombie's Halloween one and two, and she has been petitioning to be in the latest trilogy, which has failed her on all points. We had <laughs> Taylor Scott Ca- Taylor Scout Compton, Crampton, Compton, Compass, I don't know. The other chick. Uh, who is in Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2. Zombie Laurie Strode, right? Yeah, Zombie Laurie Strode. So they were there, and then but the main headliner is the current new Jason. Uh, not Jason. Current, oh God, all the horror fans are going to crucify me for that. Uh, but they already are, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah I messed up that one. No, he, <laughs> no, no, he's the current Michael Myers uh, for uh, the new, new trilogy, the 2018 kills and ends that's coming out later this year mm-hmm. so uh he was i guess the main one and then he also had the new candy man as well who had a huge following at the show uh, i was as well. surprised by him you know and, and and not not for any other reason other than i don't i honestly haven't seen that movie yet which i'm like oh, you haven't? No, no surprisingly it um, is i'll say this it's good really okay. it's different and i can't say if it's a reboot or a sequel because you have to watch it yourself okay i mean you can watch the first two Candyman movies and skip to this one i would recommend that Uh, okay uh but it is a very good movie uh it is like it's taking a halloween approach to watch one and two and then no it's more of like taking an approach the way chucky did with curse of chucky Uh, okay okay so, uh, definitely very good. Uh, Jordan Peele, I know he's kind of got that Rob Zombie record with it, with hits or misses with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm almost done with the second season of his Twilight Zone, and he's got a lot of hits and a lot of misses on that show too. So, uh, okay. with I think I feel with Candyman, he ha- he got he did it good. He did a good movie. I mean, you know, I can, I can tell you as an artist, man. I mean, uh, I don't know about you, but I've had plenty of hits and misses too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I can appreciate, you know, at least the effort. So that I'm, either way, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Yes. So uh, definitely worth a watch. I believe it's on my Voodoo, and if it's not, I will check to see if I turned the code in. And if it is not up there, I will add it. That way, you can check it out. Yeah, man, spooky season's right around the corner. It's basically already here. I just need yeah. to get. I, just, I, I need to fall in line. I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm getting tired of watching YouTube videos about true crime <laughs> and, and shit like that. I don't want to get back into oh, no. the swing Shutter. of things. Shutter, where it's at. But as we're talking about Houston Horror Fest and yeah, those sorry. people who are there, <laughs> hey, you know what? These side tangents happen. They 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 happen. <laughs> so, um, we went we went to the thing, we went to the Houston Horror Fest, Houston Horror Film Fest, and yeah. Uh, it was great. Yeah, the lineup was pretty good. The vendors were great. We ran into a lot of people, a lot of former guests that we've had on the show, a lot of people mm-hmm. that we that we consider friends and that we've talked to. Uh, for instance, we've ran into Joe Denton uh, and his poltergeist clown that that he uh, you know lets people take pictures with and stuff, which was That's great. Awesome. You know, cool guy. He he saw us from across the room. He's like, guys. Aaron, Chris, <laughs> and, and, and gave us like the, these like man hugs. He's like, get over here. You want yeah, a picture? You're very welcome. <laughs> oh yeah, Joe, Joe didn't was awesome. Joe was awesome. Uh, we saw him. He was great. Uh, the, the 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 new the new replica that he has for the clown for the poltergeist clown was amazing in person. You see pictures of it, and it's like, okay, it looks pretty good. Then you see it in person, and the craftsmanship is just straight amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we ran into, uh, if you've ever gone to a convention in Texas, whether it be horror, pop culture, comic, whatever, you're going to see this guy everywhere. And he looks like the Hisp- the Hispanic version of Ronnie James Dio. And he is <laughs> Texas's own T-shirt Joe. Does he, he think that's a compliment? <laughs> he does. He, hey, okay, he loves good. that compliment. He loves that compliment. Okay, good. <laughs> and whether it's winter, summer, fall, he's on a boat. He's in the woods. He's in the snow. He will always be wearing a sleeveless shirt, no matter oh, what. Madness. He, he 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 does it, and he was up there selling his shirts. Which, unfortunately, by the time we got there, a lot of the good stuff was sold out. Every freaking time, man. Every <laughs> freaking well, time. Well, the re- well, one of the shirts he had up there was a shirt that was that that had Charles that said Charles in charge. And they had the family from Charles in Charge, but we're, uh, but we're, um, uh, what the hell is it? Scott Bayo's face should be. It was Charles Bronson holding a gun. That's awesome. And this came off of me guest starring or having a guest uh, role on a podcast for uh, Crossroads Media and a uh, brother, uh, Scott White, and his uh, Dan Aykroyd and Charles Bronson podcast. So I just come off that podcast guest starring to run into that shirt of charles bronson and <laughs> i had to order it off i had to order it online uh and it was pretty quickly made too i'm not gonna lie it was out within three weeks for that's a, awesome for a print on demand shirt um but he was really cool you know we, we shared some stories you know he, t- he said how it was doing up over there uh, i ended up buying a, a toho yog monster uh 
shirt from him. Oh yeah, <laughs> which, which pretty much nobody will get because if it's not Godzilla from Toho, people aren't gonna care. But really, no one on. should ever question your knowledge of Toho, sir. I know those hoes. You know those Toho hoes. I, I know those Toho hoes. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, we ran into him, or we saw him at his booth. Uh, we ran into your in-laws too. They're up there. Yeah, yeah. So my in-laws are both uh, huge horror fans as well. So it was really cool to have a little mini uh, extended family reunion there. That is uh, true. They're sweetheart. They're sweetheart, sweethearts of people, and, and I love them to death. And so it was cool. And uh, you know, it's funny. Side note is my my father-in-law is also an artist, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm the, I think I'm the only other artist in his extended family he knows. So anytime uh, we we come together, there's a lot of art talk, you know. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's definitely that, good. But yeah, so ran into he's them. excited for that, yeah. Uh, ran into them. They were doing some shopping and meeting some people, too, and, you know, enjoying it. Uh, trying to think about... Oh, yeah, we ran into a, a you know, former guest of the show, friend of the show, Robert Medlin. Saw it, caught him up there. That's right, yeah. Uh, we, ran into, we ran into him pretty early. I think as we were yeah. crossing as we were crossing paths uh, to go from the first showroom to the secondary showroom. Mm-hmm. Or secondary vendor hall. We ran into him. Uh, yep. Really cool guy. Uh, great seeing him there. Uh, who else did we run into? Christine uh, Nix, I believe. Yeah, Christine Nix and her husband. Uh, they had a table. They had a booth mm-hmm. that was set up right next to a skateboarding pop-up table. Which, which I really found weird. interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bought a hat. So You did. I would have uh, had I not had a fat dome that doesn't fit snap hats. But now that you know the quote unquote second door, secondary uh, room we went into, the first dealer that was there was like a guy who was like got his own band. I guess he was a singer. Yeah. And I think his name was Davy Suicide or something like that. Okay. But he had these really cool shirts he was selling, and and they were like um, kind of like these funky looking wanted poster shirts. And uh, okay. uh, the one I bought was um, um. Oh, okay. I remember. Okay, I remember who you're talking about now. Crap. Okay, why am I blanking on his name? H. H. Holmes. No, no, H. H. Holmes. That's right. The that's guy, right. The, yeah, the guy who had uh, built the murder house during the World's Fair in Chicago. Uh, you never see any kind of um, quote unquote memorabilia for H. H. Holmes. You, you know, <laughs> so you I was know. like, holy shit, I gotta have that. So that, you know, that was my first. I think it was my first buy of the day, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Definitely was. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, definitely was. That that was the first thing you bought. Uh, but yeah, we met them. I know I met a local author or Texas author. Yeah, local. She's the Houston area. Uh, Jay Mazer. She has a brewery. She, has, she owns Fortress Brewery, uh, which is, a, from what I hear, a great place to go. I just Ooh. haven't been out there yet. I ran into uh, John Wayne Camuel. I can't pronounce his last name. He's an author as well. Guy looks like Shannon Moore, but much younger. <laughs> Uh, but he's a great author. Uh, he writes, he has a different style of writing, very, um, Rod Sterling mixed with Joe Bob Briggs as I guess is a good way to kind of writing style. I can dig that. Yeah. Because it's very Texas. It's very Southern, but he's got a good way of defining the science fiction and the horror to it. Uh, John Wayne commune. I'll put a link in our, I'll put a link in our description to, Give where he's at. I'm about uh, to, you said you bought some of his books, right? Yes, about a few of his books. I'm gonna have to when I get done, re, done rereading uh, Ready Player One. I'm gonna have to borrow some from you because I wonder if um, 
I wonder if he's if he's inspired by like Joe Lansdale, you know, because that guy is uh, from Houston, Possibly. from Texas. Possibly. Does a lot of sci-fi and horror writing and stuff like that. Yeah, like yeah, Lansdale's on another planet. I I read Lansdale's drive through <laughs> tri- drive-in trilogy. Holy <laughs> crap, was that a ride? Holy I'll crap, bet. good ride, very good, uh, very different and weird, but definitely a ride. Uh, so yeah, def- yeah, I'll post a link. Is it John Wayne Commune? Yeah, I think that's his name. Um, very cool guy. Uh, and also ran into a uh, uh, indie uh, filmmaker, actor, all around cool guy, Drew Marvick. He's there. Nice. If you don't know Drew Marvick, uh, he looks like a grizzly bear of a man. He's made a movie called Pool Party Massacre. He's current, they're currently filming the sequel to that movie that, that was funded through Kickstarter. He's been in a few other uh, indie movies as well. One's called Murder Size that's coming out. Uh, definitely a cool guy, a lot of fun. Uh, just and he's really interesting to talk to. So if you get like, definitely go, definitely go see Pool Party Massacre. That's such a fun movie. <laughs> Stupid, yeah. gory, fun. Uh, I think I gave you a copy a while yeah. back. Yeah, it, it's Good it's stuff, just man. It, it's just enjoyable. Devin's getting to the point now where I can show him some more movies. That's when you want him to show him eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, and then we ran into Scott. He was very busy. Uh, oh, as you can imagine, around. yeah. Uh, he he saw us, you know, said hello to us, you know, high fives, hugs, bro hugs, and then quickly zoomed off. So, uh, but yeah, he, but he was really cool. Uh, but yeah, he was really cool. And yeah, overall, uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, we kind of go into some more details afterwards. But who, who did you run into anybody while you were there? You know, I did run into a lot of people that... Um... I think a couple of times you and I broke off and went looking at different stuff. And I ran into a lot of people I know from my past. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to an old friend, Chris Asbeck. He um, used to work for me at a comic shop I used to help manage uh, back in the day. And and he was an aspiring artist and designed like shirts for bands and stuff like that. But and uh, I stumbled across him in, in one of those rooms and he's making his own like Gorilla Press uh, type shirts, you know, of uh, video games and obscure films and horror films. And Wait, stuff was like that, that the... Was it the guy that uh, had the Dino Jing- Crisis? Dino Crisis and Jingle All the Way. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's you know he what he does is obviously again the the, the key being Gorilla Press, you know, getting into things that you know necessarily have the rights to. But you know what, man? Like, what are you gonna do? Was is Arnold going to come hunt you down for making this Jingle All the Way shirt? No, he's not. Like, <laughs> no, it's not Arnold. It's the movie production company. Nah, well, it'll be yeah. it'll be it'll be a Warner Brothers or New Line. Well, you know, uh, until he gets hunted down and assassinated by the, uh, uh hey, I'll, owner. I'll just say this as someone who has parody t shirts on two different <laughs> stores online, these companies will make any effort and find any issue they can to cease and desist you, and these stores will fold quicker than a chair. So, well, yeah. That's true. That's understandable. But I mean, he, he made some. He's he's got some cool stuff coming out, and I want to collaborate with him and T-shirt Joe because, uh, as an artist, I've been getting back in full swing, uh, getting art ready for this con season, and I want to do some shirts of my own and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, ran into him uh, again. We talking about uh, yeah, uh, freaking we you know a ton of people we ran into. Um, yeah. Uh, God. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm blanking all the names, but we ran into a bunch of people. Yeah, I'm sorry, I've I've slept since then, but it's hey, it's okay, it's okay. I mean, it again, this was well over a month ago, 
exactly. as we're filming this now. <laughs> it's well over a month ago. <laughs> uh, and again, we were supposed to do this weeks ago with, with this being fresh on our minds. Uh, but yeah, we, so, so we ran into your in-laws, a.k.a. Bacon's parents, uh, Nicole's <laughs> parents. We ran into authors, ran into artists, friends, ran into former guests that we've had on the show, friends of the show. Ran into some comic blues of people, uh, but like, but like, as far as reviewing our, you know, our time there, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a lot of my only complaint is the lack of signage on where to go and where the room split, because that yeah. wasn't prevalent uh, for That's both true. me and I guess for I think for you too. Um, there and there wasn't enough volunteers pointing you in the right direction either. So. Right. My only complaint, and uh, it's not—it's not nothing bad. I'm not like you know, blaming Scott or anything. No. But it's the lack of signage, and if you don't have signage, put a volunteer there that just points in a direction, because that's much easier than asking somebody who works at the hotel, and bothering them. Uh, so other than that, yeah. I mean, it was great. Other than that, it was great. It was perfectly fine. Absolutely. I wish we could have—I wish we could have watched some of the movies there, but uh, again, we. It was a lot of walking from one vending room to the other vending room. Very true, yeah. And you kind of have to decide what you want to, you know, what was yeah. on your priority list, you know. And yeah, movies are going to eat up the hour to hour and a half of your yeah. time every movie, you know. And 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 what's you know what's also in your budget too for buying stuff. So let's talk about okay, let's get into the fun stuff. What we picked up, if you can remember that. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah. So I definitely uh, was excited to get the HH Holmes T-shirt. I mm-hmm. uh, ended up buying. Um, uh, crap, crap sandwich inside of shit chips. Um, other, other t-shirts. Right? Did I buy other shirts? I thought you did from uh, your friend who had the, the movie shirts or a game shirt or something. Did you buy one? No, no. We just we were, we were just talked business, you know, as far as like working on stuff together. Um, I guess did I was buy- being kind of conservative. Oh, you know what? I am from Super Happy Incredible Toys. Super Happy had a booth there and then they had um, the NECA uh, classic Universal uh, Monsters mummy figure. That's right, you did. You bought that one because it was on because they were selling it for, for how bucks. much? Twenty for bucks. How, yeah, twenty bucks straight up. Yeah, and that's NECA what figure. 35, 40 bucks retail. Come on, uh, thirty now. Yeah, thirty dollars yeah. for that one. Yeah, kind of a no brainer. So I went ahead and did that. Um, oddly enough, there was a vendor who had some shirts that he had just stuck behind some uh, some of his tapes and and, v- and DVDs. Yeah, it was a uh, wrestling T-shirt. Of Jerry the King Lawler, <laughs> and uh, I remember that. I remember. Yeah, that. I was like, "Man, is this for sale?" Because like, I, you don't get Lawler merchandise at all. <laughs> so I ended up buying that. I, I need to wear it over to the Lawler barbecue place one day, man. That's, yeah. that's on the short list of things to do. Um, what else did I buy? Did you buy anything from T-shirt Joe? No, because there were no sizes of the things I wanted, which is always <laughs> the problem I run into. Um, you know. And then, like, of course, I had to be a little subdued knowing I had a baby on the way. So my, my, my spending habits have been cut down uh, yeah. on, on my part. You know, I've been making an effort to not spend okay. as hey. much as I want it, to. <laughs> it, it's what happens. It, it is definitely what happens. Yeah. Uh, did you get anything else? Did you get any autographs? No, I didn't really have any time for autographs. And I'll be honest with you, here's the reason why. I, as much as I would like to buy autographs, the, the few times I have... They mm-hmm. end up like in a, a protective sleeve in a box somewhere. I never get to put them up anywhere or display them. Okay. You know, I never hey, have fair them. enough. You know? Fair enough. Yeah. 
So okay. yeah, I think I bought a few stickers and stuff like that. But yeah, 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 you, did, you, you did for, yeah, yeah, you did buy a few stickers. Uh, did you buy anything from Gore Noir? I know we were looking at their prints. Uh, Gore Noir. That was uh, the guys that did like the magazine and stuff like that. The yeah, the magazine. Yeah, like they, they had the three D poster of uh, Creep Show. I, I wanted to. I wanted to. We're, we're, okay, so inside baseball is that we're transitioning from the house we're living in into another house. Yeah. To live with my parents who are close to retiring and they, you know we just want to live with them and help them out and it cuts our bills down but yeah um in the room in the house we're in now there's just not a lot of room it's a fixer upper house and you yeah. just don't have any you know room to put all the stuff out that we want it's just like you know you've been here you know you've seen it yeah. so i've just been very conservative in my no, no, you know that, no that's no that's fine and not, <laughs> no that's fine uh not saying anything bad about that at all uh so then i guess i'll go uh I bought. Oh, first thing I got was I bought a mouse pad for work. It was oh, a mouse. Yeah. It was a mouse mouse pad of Tales from the Crypt because I kind of have to be safe horror, like you know, non gory horror for work. Sure. I, I've been I've been talked to about that a few times, and so I got I got to you know oh, be God. corporate PG uh, with that. So it was a but it was a Tales from the Crypt promo pick that was turned into a mouse pad. So you see the Crypt Keeper holding his book with the logo underneath him. Uh, very simple, uh, non-gory for work. Uh, pick very that cool. up. Yeah, very, it is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, pick that up. I got, yeah, like I said earlier, I got a Yogg uh, Creature from Space t-shirt from T-Shirt Joe. Um, black and white, very simple. You know, it, it's, it's really, it's more of like a poster art style shirt, punk style. Uh, we hit, we, we hit up this one table that had, uh, shirts that were like two for, uh, I think 30 bucks, two for 30. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I picked up a Dixie boy diner shirt, which is from That's uh, Maxim right. maximum overdrive. And then <laughs> I got a silver shamrock green, sh a green silver shamrock shirt, uh, you know, Halloween three, you of know, course. uh, was it every day is Halloween. Mm -hmm. uh, 10 more days till Halloween. So uh, that was a pretty cool shirt. And I've worn them both a few times. Very soft. Uh, awesome. I picked up a moth shirt that looked like Mothra from this one girl who does like watercolor art. And I can't that's remember. That's one of the ones I bought, I bought a sticker from her. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. You did. Yeah. That's right. You bought stickers from her. I can't remember her name, uh, but she had great art, very watercolor based, very. Uh, 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 fan like fantasy but elegant mm -hmm. style um so it was really weird to see her table at a horror convention uh i bought some books from john wayne and i bought some stuff from drew marvick i bought a coffee mug from pool party i, pull, I bought yeah i bought a pool party massacre party mug uh coffee mug can't even talk let me try it again <laughs> i bought a pool party practice. massacre coffee mug there we go. From hey. him. And I bought a uh, I Love 80s Horror trucker hat, which I've been wearing everywhere nice. from him. Uh, I paid to meet uh, or I paid to get the autograph of CJ Graham for my NECA uh, Jason 7 figure. Now, funny thing is, up there at that convention, we saw that same figure I had that, everybody, that most booths were selling for $50 plus. Mm-hmm. This is a this figure is still hard to find, mainly because of one thing. 
This is the Jason that wears the chains that zombify that's usually found at the bottom of the lake. You know, mm -hmm. it starts off the movies at the bottom of the lake. Well, because of social media, because of YouTube videos and DIY crafts and everything like that, people will buy this Jason to put in their aquariums, to have them floating <laughs> in their aquariums to simulate, you know, Camp Crystal Lake. So because of that, this figure is become sought after, not for the collector, but also for the people who want to put them in their aquariums. It's a clever idea. It is. It is a clever idea. It's like the people who, like when um, when uh, Guards of the Galaxy first came out, people mm -hmm. wanted to buy the Groot Pops, cut the heads off, stick them on like a, like a potted plant to make Baby Groot, just to mm -hmm. have a Baby Groot. Okay. And so the Groot Pops were almost impossible to find. Oh geez! Uh, at that time, now there's Crazy. now he's got like twenty versions of him. Of course, but um, people are doing that with this figure, wow. and uh, I got him to autograph it. So that's awesome. Uh, really cool uh, that that he did that, and he was a very much a wham bam thank you ma'am type of guy. He signed it. He took my money. He signed it. He goes okay. Go stand over there. We're taking a picture. I'm like okay. He goes, here. <laughs> here, give him your phone. I gave him my phone. Okay, smile. One click, click. Okay, good. Handshake, smack on the ass. Next. That's how it works. Smack went. on the ass. Next. <laughs> there you go, champ. Get out of here. There you go. Ah, okay, you're done. Next. No, uh, I can't. Yeah, you're getting your <laughs> uh, I picked up a hat from that skateboarding guy, the Houston Skateboards. Mm -hmm. Comfortable hat. Really cool hat. Nice. Uh, and I believe that's it. Actually, I, I remembered as you were going down the list of things that you got, I forgot I had actually picked up. For you, a Joe Bob Briggs action figure. You did. You did. I almost forgot about that. That was a very cool. Yeah, you picked up a reaction Joe Bob Big Joe Bob Briggs figures. Wait, is it reaction or Super Seven? Uh, I forget. It might be Super Seven, actually. I forget. Um, but this was the limited uh, Joe Bob's figure that was on Fright Rags. Mm -hmm. um, that quickly sold out on Fright Rags. Of course. And yeah, a booth had it. And you grabbed it for me, uh, which was very awesome. And again, thank you for that. Yeah, very yeah, cool. Hey. That's what friends are for, man. Yeah. So. Bad yeah. hiding bodies, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when you need to hide a body, when you need to hide a body, you don't say anything. Exactly. But you say, hey, man, you help with this uh, coffee maker. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. but I mean, overall, it was a lot of fun. Um, I kind of wish we got to talk to the Butcher's Bluff people a little bit more because they were out there promoting their movie, Butcher's Bluff. That's right, yeah. And that was a uh, – that seemed like a really cool movie. That seemed like really cool. Yeah, but, the trailer seemed interesting, yeah. yeah. But uh, – I think, I think the killer guy was sleeping off a hangover or something like that. I think that's what his mom said. I think that's what yeah. his mom said. And she was like, yeah, my son was at partying. He should be down here in a little bit. He's going to wear the costume. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but overall, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Definitely a lot of fun. Uh, I can't wait till next time. They, they, there will be next year will be in August. So uh, fun. Uh, uh, hopefully next time when we apply for press, we get it. So Yeah, I was about to say, either we apply for press or at the time, if I've got enough horror art, man, I can just get a booth and get us both in for the booth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that will work too. That will work as awesome. well. So yeah, so from that... They kind of segue into the little horror aspect of it. The season's coming up. 
Last year we did this contest and we had a lot of fun doing it. We had four different guests or five different guests to help us out with deciding that we did a horror bracket, our March Madness mm -hmm. of Horror. And that is coming back again this year. I have finished the brackets. I did random choices through a randomizer through Google. I sent Chris the list this time. That way I don't feel like, you know, I'm kind of throwing him off guard with what movies to watch. I tried to make sure that every title that I picked that was chosen in the randomizer was able to be found online, either through streaming or through download or through on demand, some way that he can watch it. You know, it's funny you say that. And I, I, I started looking, looking in the list today, actually, just kind of, you know, have something going while I'm working. Mm -hmm. I was trying to find the Family Opera 62 Hammer take. Yes. The only only where I could find it was on uh, YouTube. You had to either rent it. Or oh, they took like, it. Oh. They took they took it off a of Shutter. Oh, is it on Shutter? It was. Yeah, because Sh Shutter has the uh, Hammer uh, license. That's right. Good deal. I forgot about that. Uh, I again, I tried to make sure that everything was either available on Shutter, on Hulu, Netflix, uh, everywhere possible. And if not. I've got the D I've got the hammer set that I can let you borrow that you can check out that that's on there. Okay. I got you. I'm, uh, I, I, while we're talking, I want to shutter just to, just to check, go to search. Yeah. What the hell is search on here? Just, I guess hammer, just type in hammer horror or whatever. Oh, well, the, okay, I can't even find the search option. What the hell? <laughs> uh, oh, anyway. All right. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm excited for this, uh, so this bracket, man, it's gonna be we've, cool. we've got new contenders. We will have guests. I've already confirmed one guest that we're going to have on. Um, the guests that we had last year will not be joining us this time for it. So I know some of them will be disappointed, but I kind of want to keep this thing fresh. And I don't sure. want people to, I don't want people to come in with, to try to, uh, I guess, get revenge for their picks, not getting it last year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, I want to bring some fresh faces in, some new blood to bring to bring in, uh, and we'll see how it goes. There are still a few people that I need to send emails to, to confirm or to ask, to invite or whatever, and hopefully we'll have some uh, great content for that. But look out for the list on our Facebook and through our Instagram, or message us through our Instagram, and I'll send you the file to do. And all you have to do is like our Facebook like our Instagram, give us a subscribe on YouTube, send the list in with your choices. Please put your name at the top when you're sending it in. Don't <laughs> just expect me to remember every person that did it because I have to go back and ask people, hey, is this your answer form? So please <laughs> print your name at the top, pick your choices and make the choices clearly written. Print it out if you have to, take a pic of it. We can go by that. But please make it easier for us. It's like those, <laughs> it was the guy that has to press the red buttons, and it's like uh, half of your grade is putting your name on it, and then not putting your name and missing, <laughs> missing half the grade. So, uh, yeah. so I, I'm just gonna say this: last year there was a there was a participant who decided to make his choices by the date of said movie. Unfortunately, <laughs> two of it, two of the choices that he had had the same date and I had to make an executive decision then before we recorded to show which way his path went to try to read his path. <laughs> so make your choices clear, write it down clear, write your name, 
or you will not win the prizes. Because, yes, there are prizes again this year. There is a huge stack of movies that I'll be giving away, both for Blu-ray and for DVD for all you physical collectors. If that is not your, you know, jelly or jam, there will be other things as well added to that list too, including a T-shirt from my online store of your choice. Boom. So, and there will be plenty more prizes added to this box of mystery that you could win. So again, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Give us a subscribe on YouTube. And then fill out the form. Send it in with your name. Make your choices clear and easily readable as possible. Don't be a miscreant and just do it. <laughs> and you have a chance to win prizes. And it's free. That's the best and it's part. Free. All of it's free. It's free. The only thing it costs you is maybe a total of a minute to do all the likes and subscribes. And depending on how your decision making is, an hour and a half. I can't help you there. <laughs> I cannot help you there. No. no. But just Nor should you. Yeah. Just, but yeah, just, just go ahead and just do that. So jumping from that to our next thing that we both attended to a few weeks ago. Uh, to kind of go over what we've been doing with ourselves. We both attended the stadium tour of Joan Jett, Poison, Motley Crue, and Def Leppard. Yes. And because Nicole could not make it because she is pregnant, I was the bro code to, to call up. Yep. And we Make the benefits that. of my wife's pregnancy. Yeah. So... <laughs> And thanks to Aunt Cindy for those tickets. They were amazing. It was a Holy great crap. show. Yeah, uh, man. Uh, first time seeing Crew for me. Uh, last time, thing. last time seeing Def Leppard for me. So, it was a great show. <laughs> so last time seeing Def Leppard. <laughs> yeah, last time seeing Def Leppard. You're like, oh, okay. Well, I guess uh, that, that's a glowing <laughs> review we're getting from you on that one. Then I guess. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but for the seats, yeah, I mean, we were basically the way our seats were. We were a total of ten rows away from the very front, but four rows away from the middle section where they kind of came out and walked out to perform at. So, mm -hmm. was this your first time seeing any of these bands? And what did you think? Uh, you know, I think it was my first time for Crew, my first uh -huh. time for um, Def Leppard. Uh, not my first time for Poison. I think we yes. saw Poison at Cynthia Woods. We did um, with the uh, Cheap Trick. Yeah, Cheap Trick, and yeah, yeah, exactly. So that wasn't my first time on that one, but um, I thought it was awesome, man. I mean, obviously, you know, you gotta you gotta kind of expect that, you know, you're 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 watching a nostalgia trip. You know what I mean? Like you're just yeah. there for the the memories or whatever. So, you know, and I don't want to bag on the guy, but the the internet's right. Vince Neil's just can't do it anymore for a guy, you know. You, you remember that meme they've been putting mm -hmm. online where they show him with his arms up? And he looks like the uh, the Yeti, the abominable snowman from the Christmas yeah. specials. Abominable. Yeah, abominable. Like I, I, I could tell that he was making a conscious effort not to put his arms up at all. I think, <laughs> I think that hit his radar, so he wasn't going to be giving anybody any gold at the concert. Um, nope. But yeah, no, I, I sang through most of Motley Crue's set, so I mean, you know, I didn't get any money for it, but it's fine. <laughs> so oh, yeah i mean great show we, we got there late because of traffic Ugh, traffic houston. was insane it one of the worst things about houston is the traffic it, it's it's always terrible so we so we completely missed joan jet we didn't get to see her at all 
I so, thought we got there on time as soon as we were walking the floor. We're like, oh crap, it's just starting. No, we completely missed Joan Jett. Uh, kind of sad, uh, but that was really on like who I wanted to see. Um, I mainly wanted to see Poison again, and I, and I wanted to see the crew. Never had seen the crew before. They are a bucket list uh, checklist for me. Saw them. Uh, it was great. We were on the floor. Yeah, it was awesome. You know, surrounded by surrounded by expensive beer, mixed drinks, <laughs> and, you know, and now the people. Now, the ironic thing is, the people who pay for the cheap seats had better seats than we did because those a rinky dink ass chairs that were zip tied together on, uh, the, on the on the floor. It was oh yeah, awful. oh yeah. I yeah, those chairs <laughs> were not made for large people. No, and the people who were next to you were not that small. And I felt bad, man. I even I apologized to the lady who was next to me a handful of times. Like I, I told her, I'm not trying to goose you. I just have no choice. I'm so sorry. Like <laughs> these, this was not made for you know people who enjoy food or you know life. Like you know, I said I'm a big dude and I apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know. Well, they were uh, they were big as well. So uh, what are you gonna do? You know. Yeah, it happens. But poison was great. They, you know, when we got there, they were rocking and everything like that. Great energy, mm-hmm. all of that. Uh, Brett Michaels doesn't seem to age, and his wig looks healthier than ever. So I mean, it, it was it was great. Uh, yeah, great show. Then came out Crew, which I'm going to be honest, Crew should have closed that show out. Oh, 100. I, I think yeah. they got Def Leppard and Crew mixed up with who was headlining. Crew should have closed it out. Def Leppard was good. Sure. No interest in seeing them again. <laughs> but when Crew came out, when Crew came out, all the MILFs, all the GILFs, they were everywhere. And they were oh. all excited. I saw hair extensions. I saw bikini tops go flying off. I saw boobs everywhere. I was about to it say, don't great. downplay the breast assist. We saw oh, I'm not down. Hey, I am not downplaying them. I will support them if they needed it. And listen, as a yeah. <laughs> a lot of them needed support because there were no brawls. The thing yeah, was, exactly. you know, so what I found surprising was there was a variation of boobs. There were all kinds of boobs, different shapes, shapes sizes. Oh, yeah. um, what was surprising to me was some Ski of the women. slopes and nopes. I'm telling you, man. Some of the women that you wouldn't think had wonderful breasts had wonderful breasts. And then some of the really, you know, hot, young, you know, 20-somethings that were all drunk and getting, you know, slobbery, slobbery drunk with their friends had weird boobs. I don't know. It was just, it was a, a mixed pot, if you will. You know, I, yeah. I kept my boobs in nobody wanted to see these hairy things. <laughs> there's no point, you know? <laughs> well, like, well, like, well, the highlight for us was that was when Tommy came out and said, Hey, where are all the titties at? Oh, man. And they put a girl up on the Titan Tron, like not Titan Tron, but like the big screen for, for everybody to see. And I look around and I notice that the, that it's the girl that's like uh, two rows behind us. Yeah. Who is up, on the screen, I'm like, my, and I'm like nudging you. I'm like, dude, look, there she is. Man, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> they were nice. Can't lie. Good it was, it, it was not. It was a hot day, but inside that room, it was a little nipply. So, <laughs> but you know, it was, the irony is, we saw more boobs at that concert than we did at the um, Steel Panther concert. That's true. That is but true. My wife told me was it was an anomaly. Apparently, uh, we're you know if you hype something up too much, it loses its value. 
Exactly. So that's it. But it was a great show. It was rocking. My ears were ringing. Oh, my God. Up until Sunday when we went to go see Rob Zombie and that show, that concert, the the Twisted Circus concert. It was it was uh, Power Man 5000, Mudvayne, Static X, and Rob Zombie. That sounds like so, a dope-ass concert. Was it pretty good? Oh, it was good. Um, That's awesome. Power Man 5000 toured. I mean, they, they really lit the fire. Static X really? kept it going. Uh, Static X didn't play a lot of their hits. I wish they would have. Like I would have. I wish I would have played like the only, or they would have played uh, uh, all these years off their new album. They didn't do that, yeah. but they still played a lot of the hits, which were which was still great. I mean, it's great to see Static X, even with the new lead singer in front uh, singing. Yeah. Uh, Mudvayne played. Mudvayne was great to see, but Mudvayne didn't play their hits. They played a lot of their deep cuts from their first album. Again, still cool to see, but I mean, we didn't get to see uh, like you know, falling asleep. Uh, I can't think. Uh, King of Pain, like Death Blooms, or yeah, yeah, they played Death Blooms, but oh, King wow. of Pain, okay. Scream in the Corner with Me, Falling Asleep, and all their other kind of hits, they did not play at all. Wow, uh, they started off with Dig and ended their set with Happy. So, good show. Um, okay, Rob Zombie. Uh, played a lot of his hits. He played a lot of his new stuff, which again, uh, he had. He has a song about smoking grass and getting ass, which, to be honestly, has the same lyrical formation as Beyonce's "Put a Ring on It." I mean, just repetitive, the same wow. repetitive lyric over and over and over. The only difference is that one sounds like a hillbilly and one sounds like a bitch. So, no, <laughs> no, no real difference. Oh my god, that's awesome. Uh, but he did play Edge's uh, theme song, Never Gonna Stop. Nice. So that, that's that. a deep cut for Edge fans right there. That is a deep everybody, cut for Everybody fans. gets Ultra Bridge for, for Edge now. Yep. Oh, Power Man did play Bombshell. Really? So we got Dudley Boys at the beginning, we got Edge at the end. Nice. Love uh, that. But yeah, that was a great show. I bought, bought the t-shirt, so yeah, it was great. So, yeah, everybody said that they saw my nephew Devin there. Uh, you couldn't miss him. I must say, yeah, boy's seven foot tall almost, and he uh, has got foot, big red curly hair. Seven foot and half that height is hair. Hey, uh, everybody told me he was in the pit, and you couldn't miss him in the pit. Well, the funny thing is, is that like you know, my coworker Jim met us, met, met me and Jen up there, and I'm like, hey, look, uh, Chris's nephew's going to be here. And like he's like, and he's like, oh, what does he look like? I said, look for a tall dude who has who has sideshow bob hair. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, okay, all right, cool, oh my okay, God. cool. So, so we're he's looking, and he's like, hey, there's a big guy over there. And I was like, well, what does his hair? I was like, what does his hair look like? Well, it's really curly and red on top. It says like sideshow Bob. I'm like, oh yeah, that must be him. Oh and then God. Jim went to, and then Jim went to go get him, and he's like, hey, he's really tall. He's really taller than Jen. I'm like, yeah. And, he, and then he's like, he keeps getting bigger as he's walking closer. Like he's a big, he's a big guy. He's a big yeah. kid. <laughs> he's imposing, man. If you, if you don't know Devin, if you never yeah. met him, like you would think he was a big brute. He's a sweethearted guy, man. He's yeah. a he's a seven foot monster, kid. Okay, I told him like, you know, get get some sort of college degree and then go to Japan and learn to wrestle and then get famous. That get way famous. I can go backstage at shows. Get famous and get paid. That's right. So, so you got a built-in gift, man. Okay. <laughs> 
And that, that's <laughs> that's it. I mean, yeah, he he just needs to do that. Totally. But yeah, uh, th- yeah, that was that was a good concert weekend for me, and a you know great show for both of us to attend for a uh, Motley Crew. Oh um, yeah, it was fun. Definitely uh, had a lot of fun with that. So, also since then, uh, we caught a we did catch a. Uh, a, a wrestling pay-per-view we caught uh, all out oh yeah <laughs> 15 matches i'm not going to go through all of them because that's way too no, no. Ma- that's way too many of them to go through a lot of stinkers a lot of good ones uh so which like which match do you remember was your was your favorite uh hands down would be the tag team championship match between uh swerve and our glory uh-huh. and uh the acclaim um, if you're a wrestling fan and you watched all out, everything I'm saying will ring true for you. Uh, there's a time when a booker who is the guy that runs the show, AKA Tony Khan, who owns AEW, mm-hmm. uh, might have a plan written out in his notepad of how he wants the show to go. And there are times where that page needs to be shoved up somebody's ass because whatever his plan was, <laughs> uh-huh. went out the window for that match. Obviously, uh, as you can tell by my voice, I'm not super excited because they claimed lost. The acclaimed are a team who are um, uh, a couple of young guys, really strong dudes, have really good chemistry in the ring. Uh, one's a rapper, one is injury prone, but like, <laughs> injury prone. <laughs> I mean, you know, has he not been? You know, that, I'm not gonna, I'm not, dis- I'm not gonna disagree with you. He is um, had a bad luck with injuries lately. Yeah, it's unfortunately. Um, but no, my point being, the crowd was so into this. Uh, the acclaimed winning the titles off of the Keith oh, one, and wanting them to win the titles. Yeah. They one. wanted them to win the titles very badly. Uh, and it was in Chicago, which is a notorious wrestling town. So the crowd was blowing up the whole time. Uh, you know, it's just with, with, with the near falls, a lot of near falls. Yes, we were but... like, Oh, come on. You know, like <laughs> we were watching and I'm in the, I'm, I'm yelling at my TV, like, give me a break. It's just so frustrating. Um, But no, outside of the end of the match, hands down the best match of the night, followed secondly by CM Punk and uh, uh, John Moxley, I think. Okay, well, I will. That's where I will disagree with you. I Hmm. think that that the Elite versus the Dark Order trios match was a good second because we because we kind of got the little tease of Hangman versus Omega Part Two in that uh that bout so okay. yeah. uh I, I that's that's where i'm gonna disagree with you a little bit but not by much because that that moxley punk match was good but i will say so i watched the scrum afterwards oh, man. uh for for the for uh for swerving your glory and i think tony khan sprung it on them that when they go when they have their stadium uh pay-per-view in new york that it will again be uh Swerving Our Glory versus the Acclaimed again for the tag titles. Ooh. And the way Keith Lee kind of looked at Tony Khan, he was like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you giving this away? Because now you're now you're telling them that they are going to win. You know, don't, don't, don't let it out of the bag. Keep yeah. it a secret. And I think Tony did that to appease the reporters in the room, which kind of messed things up a little bit. So now, oh, man. I mean, let's be honest, like now, the acclaim are going to take it at that next pay per view. That's going to be in a New York Stadium, which will ruin the surprise because we're all going to be expecting ruined, it. Yeah, because now we're all going to be expecting it. 
Oh, man. Okay. Well, and for those who don't know, Tony Khan, whose father is, um, I forget his first name, but he's the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars and a, a, a soccer team overseas. Yeah. Uh, owns businesses. Uh, rich is not even the word. Ungodly rich would be more like it. Um, but he has money enough to give his son the money to start his own wrestling company. Yeah. Uh, Tony Khan is on record as being a huge wrestling fan since back in the day, which makes him a quote-unquote mark. Yes. Uh, like us, marks being hardcore fans who still buy in uh, the quote-unquote, it's still real to me, damn it, we're those people. Um, and so I think that kind of works against Tony Khan uh, well, being such a fan. See that, well, I mean, okay, it, would you consider Jim Cornette a fan? Of wrestling now? No, I think he no, is like, no, now. Uh, no, like just wrestling fan in general. A smart, yeah. a smart wrestling fan in general. Sure, he's he's yeah. like the godfather of him. Yeah. yeah, Vince Russo. Would you consider him a mark for wrestling? Mm, I think Vince Russo is a mark for himself. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but th- I think with Tony Khan, he's smart enough to know remember certain matches that had happened back when he was young. Unfortunately, he doesn't have somebody to, that walks around with them to tell him, okay, now think about it, to really kind of question his decisions. And okay. I think that's some, and I believe that's somebody that he, that he needs somebody to walk around with him and tell him, no, 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 think it out. He yeah. needs a Bruce Pritchard. No, I wouldn't give him Bruce Pritchard. I would not give him that. I would give him um, Pat Patterson. I'll uh, I'll give him a Gerald Briscoe. Okay. I will give him a Gerald Briscoe, or I would give him a. Ooh, that's kind of a tough one. Uh, not a Johnny Ace. Definitely not. He's he's, <laughs> he, he's definitely a yes man. Oh God. Uh, I would give him a Scott Demore. Okay. Yeah, I would give him a that. Scott Demore. Scott Demore is cautious. He wants to see the tapes first. He wants to see the person's ability first. And Scott D. Moore uh, can put together a great show with the talent that he has. Yes. Uh, and it's unfortunate that Scott D. Moore has the limited budget that he has with Impact. Otherwise, that mm-hmm. show would be great again. But yep. it's so it's literally a level above independence with a TV deal. Yeah. So with Tony Khan, I see your point. I, I also see the point that. I believe Tony Khan has the best interest for fans in mind. Sure. But I think that his fandom and not having a person or a ghostwriter behind him to talk him down is what's causing issues. Yeah. No, I agree. I think you're absolutely right. So I mentioned the media scrum and let's talk about it because honestly, everybody else is already talking about it. Yeah. So, if you're a wrestling fan, you know what I'm going to say. You know what we're going to talk about uh, in this next part. <clears throat> During the CM Punk media scrum, after CM Punk's <laughs> match, he basically buried Colt Cabana, Hangman Adam Page, The Bucks, and Kenny Omega. To the effect where he called Hangman a airheaded doofus and he used some other extremities to describe him. (laughs) He called Cole Cabana a fake friend that was more of a leech than he was a friend and that he was never really his friend. 
he called the EVPs, uh, basically uh, clubhouse guys who stick up for each other and don't know what they're talking about. He runs down everybody, but then gives props to Moxley, MJF, and uh, Adam Cole. He, he gives props to those guys. Mm-hmm. But he completely runs down those other people that we that I, that I just mentioned, uh, especially, you know, leaking facts about Cole Cabana and his finances and how he lives, you know, with his finances. Something that you <sighs> should not do. Yeah, I felt that 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 was that was honestly that part of it was the part I was like, Ugh. So, <laughs> because of this scrum, uh, Punk went back. State, you know, Punk went back. Was getting was changing, getting ready. Kenny and the Bucks showed up. They wanted they. Nobody knows what why they were there. Were they there to altercate or were they there to talk it out or figure out why? In Punk's locker room, his. Train his uh, old trainer and friend a steel was there. Mm-hmm. So if you look at it, it's a three on two type right. of world star fight that happened. And these are all coming from reports from wrestling news, Inc wrestling, Inc correct wrestling news source, all these different places. Mm-hmm. It, you, you can look them up and I'm not spitting anything that hasn't already been reported. Right. A fight breaks out. Legit Suppo- fight. Legit fight breaks out. Supposedly, <clears throat> Ace Steel throws a chair at Nick Jackson, knocking him out. Matt and Punk get into fisticuffs, with supposedly Matt connecting with two punches, Punk connecting with one punch to Matt. There and they have to be separated. And then you have a squabble with Ace Steel and Kenny Omega, where Ace Steel ended up biting. Kenny Omega. Yes, a 40 plus year old man bit another man. (laughs) He's a werewolf. He's a vampire. Do not attack my friend. He he went preschool with that fighting and bit him. And bit him. The last time my kid or my son bit somebody was when he was five. He is now now almost eight. (laughs) Oh man! So what when all this hell? when when all this breaks out, you have people all over the wrestling community picking a side. You either pro elite or you're pro punk. And for somebody who like myself who likes all those guys, those are all mm. my favorite wrestlers, right? And after listening to both sides, or you know both stories and what's happening. Uh, a lot of people are blaming are blaming Hangman for his comments, which in, which initiated all these uh, chain of events. And you have people who are blaming Punk for basically taking going into business for himself in a live promo, doing something that he knows that the person he's talking about can't squash right then and there, taking advantage of that situation. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> it is. This is probably the, the most press that AEW has gotten since Punk <laughs> joined that company. Yeah. Uh, and it's children. It's straight up children. Uh, my, my thought is this. Punk has been in this game for a long time. The yeah. next person who comes close to his longevity is probably Kenny Omega. 
Punk mm-hmm. going into business for himself with that one promo where he called out Hangman to come and wrestle him for the belt, knowing that he could not do that, I think was wrong. Punk, yeah. being a veteran, should have talked to Hangman in the back to squash any beef whatsoever. Because now you got people backstage you know, reportedly taking sides. You have the Bucks and Omega, Hangman, Wardlow, Cole Cabana, John Silver, Matt Hardy, uh, basically the Dark Order, uh, um, Britt, Britt Baker, Adam Cole, all these people siding with the elites. And on Punk's side, you have Punk, you have FTR, Trent Beretta, uh, Billy Gunn, and uh, 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 Moxley taking Punk's side. So it's really the dividing things up. Tony Khan, as an owner, should have put his foot down, cut the mic, should have squashed this immediately to not have this run on his show. Right. But because it's already out there, people know what's happening. If Tony Khan was a smart man, he would sit these two down, give them the ultimatum, and try to have a pay-per-view around it. And this brings me back to 2005 with the whole Lita Edge and Matt Hardy thing. That was a real thing that happened. They hated each other backstage, but they worked together to put on a show. And they both got a big payday. And they were the second draw for that SummerSlam uh, pay-per-view, right behind Hogan versus HBK. Mm -hmm. They could turn this situation from bad press into a moneymaker if they do it right. But they have to do it right. Uh, And it's sad that you've got man-childs who can't talk it out in the back and leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, Should Punk have been able to air his grievances? Yes. Write a book. That's what everybody else does. That's what all the other wrestlers did. Hell, Jericho wrote a book dissing Impact pretty much to go work for the company that Impact used to be. So, (laughs) I mean, so, I mean, there are other ways to air your grievances to get your statement out there that doesn't doesn't involve hijacking a show to put yourself into the limelight. Yeah, uh, a lot of the comparisons that are being made in the media, uh, wrestling media, Mm -hmm. um, is talking about WCW back in the day having two uh, talent letting the inmates really asylum, essentially. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people calling out Tony Khan saying he's not got control of his company. And to a degree, I think they're right. Um, they are. They are. You know, definitely. And that should, should have been handled way before this pay-per-view even happened. Um, but I think Tony Khan, at the end of the day, is afraid of uh, losing control and rather pacify than, you know, yeah. lay down the gauntlet. I, um, I, I have the belief that Tony Khan is afraid of these talents not being his friend anymore if he tells him to stop. Yep, because he's a fan. Because he's a fan. Yeah. Um, now, one, one thing that I didn't hear you say, mm-hmm. which I think is the case, we're dealing with a fuck ton of ego all across the board. Very much so. Very much all so. All across the board. And that's going to be the biggest part that's going to fuck this whole thing up as far as making everything okay. Because everybody that is involved in this is a big fan of themselves. They are. Okay? <clears throat> they and are. They're, and they're not going to be told that, one was right or one was wrong and one should eat crow and this, that, and the other thing. 
they're not going to hear it. No. Because I can tell you the elite, if they're, if they're, if for some, here's my personal belief. This is not quantified in any way. I have no sources on this whatsoever. I'm not contracting, I cannot connect to the company at all. But I refuse to believe until they prove me otherwise that Kenny and the Bucks didn't go back there and talk major shit mm-hmm. to make one, make people want to throw punches. Possibly. You know I mean? Possibly. Because, like you said, they handle it like kids, and I, I, I agree with that. But if I'm if I'm trying as if I'm punk and I'm trying to stay relevant in this in this industry and I'm trying to you know recapture the the glory and 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 you know if I'm punk I'm thinking I'm taking this whole company on my back which to a degree he is because yes. a lot of these guys are injury prone they're gone for fucking ever um you know I would take it personal if mm-hmm. these three guys who you know depending on who you ask can't hold a candle to punk and what he's done in the industry okay well. To, to that to that effect, if you had a personal beef with somebody, if you had a personal issue with somebody, would you write a scathing statement on Facebook or would you want to talk to the person? As a 41-year-old man, any problem I have, I handle mm-hmm. directly. So you would talk to the person? Sure. I see Punk taking that issue and posting a large Facebook post instead of talking to the person. No, you're right, and that's that's where he messed up. You're absolutely right. I can't. I'm not making excuses for the guy. I just mm-hmm. I think with all the shit that's been going on backstage, and I don't know if I, I different people are saying that the reporter who quote unquote got him started on this shit didn't even ask him that. Uh, that's what people are saying. I don't remember what the no. exactly. So was what asked. it so what it happened is that uh, he sees a certain reporter over there, and uh, he Punk starts pretty much riling him up, saying, "Oh." What are you doing here? Or, you know, I, I don't want to talk to ignorant reporters. I want to talk to people who know what the professionals and know what they're doing. Um, oh, still, so he's got history with this guy. This so, so, he, so, so he asked him, so he's like, so he asked him something like to the effect of, um, so what do you do when you're not doing this? And the guy goes, I do stand up. Oh, who have you opened for? And he goes, Scott Colton. He goes, and Punk goes, oh, so you want to start there then? So you're throwing me off. You want to start there. And then Punk just rips into to, to Cole Cabana. Scott Colton, a.k.a. Colton, Cole Cabana. Yeah. He now that, now that reporter guy didn't have to say that, but he made a choice to. He did. He did. So two wrongs don't make a right. I'm a firm no. believer in that. No. 100%. But everyone that went wrong knew what they were doing and could have stopped themselves at some point. I think Kenny uh, – not Kenny. I think Tony Khan could have said, hey, we're not talking about that, and told Punk right. to stop. He could have yeah. been the boss, squashed it down, and told him to stop. Because if he did that to Vince McMahon, what would Vince do? Vince would cut that out right there. Oh, yeah. Triple H, yeah. Triple H would have stopped that right there. Yeah. And the argument can, an argument can be made that there's Tony Khan's got too much and you can't handle it. There's too much, mm-hmm. too much, too much um, pokers in the fire. Too many yeah. big names in the wrestling industry to distribute. Um, the, the the TV time and the yeah. attention and the the favor too. He's not he's not he's ill prepared for this. He's just a wrestling fan, and that's something that has not that's not a secret. Everybody's been saying that yeah. forever. Tony Mark Tony is Tony is a mark, and he's he is. you know that's the one thing that's going to always hold him back. Yeah, is that he's a fan first. He he yeah he definitely is. Uh, uh to I'm I I enjoy watching AEW. I'm not gonna lie, I enjoy watching it. I enjoy watching sure. parts of Raw again because yeah. for the longest time I would just fast forward throughout the entire show, watch a few watch a few moments, 
then erase. Same. SmackDown, fast forward, watch a, a segment or two, then erase. Now I'm watching about, I have a three-hour Raw show. I'm watching about an hour and a half to two hours of it instead of fast forwarding mm-hmm. all the way through. SmackDown, I'm watching at least an hour of that show instead of fast forwarding like 90% of the way through. Right. AEW, I've been, I only fast forward probably about 30 minutes of Dynamite and I fast forward about 15 to 20 minutes of uh, Rampage. Mm-hmm. So I do that. What I see with Tony Khan is that he's somebody who is collecting talent like, like someone who collects wrestling action figures. He likes to have them on his roster. This is his fantasy league, and he mm-hmm. has the money to do it. Is yep. he doing it in the right direction? There are several ways that I could have thought of a different way of doing things. But that's not my company. I'm the, I'm the guy who sits in the chair or sits on the couch and watches, either enjoys or thinks of imaginary ways of how it could have been better. I do that with mm-hmm. AEW. I do that with, with WWE, and I even do that with Impact. Yeah. I do that with all of them. With what has happened, I mean, I, I honestly believe that that promo that Punk you know, did a few weeks ago in the middle of the ring where he called out Hangman, him losing in three minutes was his punishment. I believe that that was his punishment for him having that promo. And did he learn from that? No, he did not. Instead, he just let it build up, didn't talk to anybody, still claim that he's a vet that's professional, but where obviously he is not. Right. Uh, and it brought this thing to a boiling point. Because if you remember that uh, episode where Punk debuted on, on a Rampage, it was great. Everybody loved it. And then Monday, whenever BTE hit, you see Punk interacting with the Bucks. He's interacting with them, you know, having mm-hmm. fun with them. So there was no animosity with him at all. This has just developed over time, and this could be a Punk issue that he needs to work out. Uh, I hate to say it. He might be one of those people that will claim, I don't need help. I'm fine. I can do everything on my own. And well, that's the punk rock attitude, yeah. That that that's that's a punk rock attitude, but that's also a bad attitude. Well, I agree, yeah. Very bad attitude. Uh, but I think you're calling a spade a spade. It's, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. So, uh, yeah. I mean, we all have to make tough decisions. If when you're put in charge or you're put in a management position, you have to make tough decisions. Mm-hmm. It's not the popular decision. It's not the decision that you'd like to do, but it's the decision that you that needs to be done. Yeah. I agree. It's it's very disappointing all across the board, man. I really wish it wasn't like this because you know, if 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 everybody takes their ball and quote unquote goes home, Punk's is going to go back home literally, and then the Bucks will probably end up going to New Japan or some crap. No, because no, you know, here's what will happen: Punk will take his ball and go home. He'll sign with WWE. He'll come out and trash AEW, and then it's rinse, wash, repeat. Same thing over again. Punk. Will WWE bring him back? He's money. Of course they will. They brought Cody back after Cody destroyed a throne and making fun of Triple H. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I mean, hell, WWE brought back an EVP and Cody Rhodes. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So, well, I, I wish it wouldn't like that, but I mean. I, I wouldn't like it either, yeah. but, you know, sometimes you just got to cut the cyst off the body. 
Bummer. <laughs> I mean, Punk sells matches. He sells seats. He sells merch. And that's all fine and dandy. But if he's selling your company away for himself, then it's not good. That, that, that's not a good business decision. Either A, Punk needs to be fined heavily, suspended, get some anger management classes or something, or just be off TV again for this. I mean, I'm a Punk fan. I, yeah. I have followed him since his ROH days. Always been a fan of his. But all I see from him is just lately has been this bitter old man that thinks that he can run the world that thinks that he can run his mouth because that's what the fans want. The fans don't want that. They just want to see punk wrestle and have good matches and have good promos against the person he's scripted to not take, you know, his promos in for himself, not take his aggression in for himself. That's where I think the issue is. If he thought that that promo you had a few weeks ago against Hangman was his was his uh, 2022 pipe bomb, sadly mistaken. Yeah. Sadly, he he was incorrect in doing that. Right. So that is kind of my my takeaway is that I'm not anti-punk, I'm not pro-punk, I'm not pro-elite, I'm not anti-elite. Right. I just think that a lot of these people need to humble themselves, humble themselves. <laughs> talk it out, and turn the situation into a money-making event. Let's because... fantasy book this for a second, mm-hmm. okay? Because we didn't want MGF to come back so bad we can't see straight because yes. he's missing part of the show. We finally yes. get him back, and it gets overshadowed by all this bullshit in the media. You know what the uh, funny thing is? Here's the funny thing. Last pay-per-view, MJF did the same thing to Wardlow. That was supposed to be Wardlow's night for you know squashing MJF. MJF no-showed the meet-and-greet earlier that day. Uh, yeah. So you know, hey, karma, karma came back and got MJF. Maybe so. Yeah, I think from but from a booking standpoint, if I'm putting myself in Tony Khan's shoes, yes. Uh, if I brought back the ultimate wrestling heel in the wrestling business, uh, if I'm MJF, I'm pitting, I'm, 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 I'm throwing fuel on the fire. Yeah. Oh my God! Listen, uh, it'd be poison tongue <laughs> from left to right. I would, I would have, I would eat the lunch of everybody involved in that if I were MJF. Yeah, one for uh, a shoot taking away my thunder, two to further the storyline and try to help it because now that these guys have fucked everything up, now I've, as MJF I got to go out there and make make everything right, fix it. Yeah, I could definitely see MJF taking uh, a lot of wordplay out and going after Punk, uh, and basically calling Punk a bitter old man for you know not taking him seriously and going after somebody he's already that he's already beaten. Yep. So put together, put together a trio, put together a trio out of that group with the Stokely Hathaway yeah. people and have them go harass the elite and, you know, have MJF, uh, kayfabe, um, orchestrate the whole thing. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there's so much good potential that could come out of this situation. They, 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 they could turn this bad situation into a moneymaker. Again, I go back again, WWE did it with Edge and Matt Hardy. Right. That, cause that, thing that happened with Lita, that ruined shows. People were booing Edge, and Edge was supposed to be the face. People were booing Lita. Lita was supposed to be a face. They were chanting mm-hmm. slut at Lita because of what happened. And even with her match with Trish, Trish was supposed to be the heel, and Trish had to break character to try to save that feud for the pay-per-view. And it didn't go too well. Right. So 
there is money to be made because people want because people want to see real life make it into the ring. Sure. And we've gotten that a few times. We have gotten that a few times. And Tony Khan, I hope, is smart enough to do that. But so. also smart <laughs> enough to have somebody with him to rationalize this. And I'm not saying Bruce Pritchard because Bruce Pritchard, for That's the most part, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like he, he looks out for himself more as a as being the reason why a match happened. I would say get Dr. Tom Pritchard in there instead to help put the match together. Get Fit Finley in there to tell him what's good and what's bad. You know, have Finley be a guy to go to. Have Regal help. I'm about to the say one, Regal, Malenko. There's like he's yeah. got all these guys at his, you know, at his Billy win. Gunn. Billy Gunn, old school, like he's like the '90s old school. You have these guys who can help shape what's happening into a moneymaker. And yes. I mean, it's just waiting. It's just waiting. So easy money. Pretty, yeah, hopefully. So, and this is kind of where we're going to kind of stop or end this episode with this uh, thing. Overall, I enjoyed the AEW pay-per-view. Yeah, the Acclaim match was great. I enjoyed it overall. I had fun with it. There's some things I didn't like, some things I did like. Uh, for the WWE fans, Clash of, Ch- uh, Clash of the Castle, overall, it was fun. There were some things I liked in that, things I didn't like in that. The, I think the main event match was was pretty good, except for the ending. It felt <laughs> like it felt yeah. like it had that Vince signature at the end of yes. that match, yes. which again... Getting away from Vince, but that was a Vince style ending. The the tag match was good. I mean, things were great with the pay per view, but there were a lot of things that were not so great. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed both pay per views, and I hated both pay per views. So there. Yeah, exactly. So, Chris, what did you? If you had, to, if did you hate both, like both, enjoy both, same thing. You know, uh, yeah, I think I'm on the same page, man. There were things I really enjoyed about the castle, Clash of the Castle, uh, and there were things I didn't. I mean, I think both companies right now are in a growing pain, yeah. um, trying to figure out how they're moving forward and what what the companies going are going to be. Because, you know, they're both in a, kind of a um, they're both kind of in a um, a crucial point, um, a turning point for both companies to where. They need to figure out how they're going to keep um, interest uh, because you're not making new fans uh, either way. Well, I'm pretty sure people are going to turn in tomorrow night to watch uh, AEW to figure out what the hell is going to happen after that. I'm about to say your your usual fans will, yeah, and then people that have heard about it online. So you'll you'll get some you'll get some curiosity. uh, Tune in. I mean, I'll just say this: today's episode of BTE was probably the most watched, just to see what would happen, and nothing did. They didn't, they didn't report about it at all. They just kind of uh, did the highlights, did some show, some shoe show-offs, um, but nothing about the fight. Even yeah, Sammy, tomorrow's going to be very telling. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be very telling. Even Sammy's new uh, vlog today, uh, he put it backstage fight as his title for his video, and he didn't show anything. Just to get people to so, click on it. Pretty much. That's what Sammy does. Yeah, of course. He, he, he's a punk. But still... Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening everybody uh, to yes, this episode uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram be sure to follow us on Facebook be sure to check us out uh, on YouTube 
give us a, give us a subscribe, give us a like, share our stuff. Chris, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Chris Foreman Artist. Uh, I will be looking to ramp up Clickomania soon. We just we're transitioning to a new house and everything. So well, there's I know. Gonna be a lot going on, but um, definitely do that. And then you know you can search me on uh, Facebook. I mean, I'm always you know I'm always online. So you know, just well, I guess. Chris yeah, I, know you're on, I know you're on Instagram posting your card art or whatever art you're drawing. Always good. And that card holder, that display holder, is pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, I have to thank my wife's uncle, uh, Kenny, for that. And uh, we're actually going to be making more of those. Uh, we're making black and red ones and doing a little bit of paint on them Okay. Uh, for shows. And I'll be selling them at shows and online as well for people who are collecting my cards. They can display them on there. And that is very like that. cool. So, one more thing I can get into, you know. Try that, to find a way to, you know. That that is very very cool. Build the brand. Yes. You know? So yes, and also, as I close this out, be on the lookout for our brackets that we're going to put out for the horror movie fest. Fill it out. Email not email yeah email it to us. DM the message us, but please make it legible. That's that was the one thing that would took the most time was trying to read <laughs> who voted for what, who the person who sent it was, and was all that stuff. It was very. Time consuming. So, yeah. thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. We'll be back eventually. I, I don't Almost. know when now. <laughs> I mean, we still have to talk about movies that we watch, like Black Phone and stuff like that. So, we'll probably talk about those next time when I finish that Black Phone book. So, wait, Black Phone. Black Phone book? When, when I finish the novelization of The Black Phone by Joe Hill. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> that's okay, that sounded much, much better. Yeah. So, uh, it's been a long day. I am day. confusion. Uh, it's been a long day. <laughs> I need to read more books. So, <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. And until next time, I am Aaron. And I am Christopher. And we'll be back eventually with horror stuff. Because it is the season. We are now in September, a.k.a. Halloween Eve. Spooky so. season and go to ponchos. And fuck. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, check out crossthestreamsmedia.com to hear more episodes of this podcast and the other shows on the Cross the Streams Network. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your favorite shows. Visit crossthestreamsmedia.com for more information. See you next time. This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.